Hey community, in today's episode, artist and author Yancey joins Matt to talk about how to disciple kids in worship. So whether you're a parent or involved in children's ministry or youth ministry, this is an awesome episode with tons of practical tips on how to use music and worship to disciple kids. Hope you enjoy it and be sure to check out Yancey's new book, Sweet Sound, The Power of Discipling Kids in Worship at yanceyministries.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of Loop Live. My name is Matt McCoy. I'm the founder of Loop Community and the host of the Loop Live show. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Dove Award-winning Yancey. You maybe have heard of Yancey. She creates really, really great uh, content for kids, for children. So worship content, video content, we're going to talk all about that. And um, I think this is a subject that I'm really passionate about. I've got young kids. And I am currently in the search constantly for good content for my kids to um, that are, you know, biblically based and, you know, Christ focused. And so she's doing that. We're going to talk about that. And uh, so if you have any questions while we're talking, type them into the chats, wherever you're watching on Facebook, YouTube. If we get some good questions, we might take some live. So type your questions into the chat and uh, we'll pull some good questions for Yancey. But I'm excited about this conversation. If you have not already, make sure you subscribe to YouTube, Facebook to be notified of future Loop Live events. And without further ado, let's bring in Yancey. Good Hello, to see you. Hello, how are you today? You too. Really good. Yeah, I know. Good to see you. Last yeah. time I saw you, it was the Devil Awards in Nashville and you won. True. Yes, what, it was exciting. What was the title exactly? What was the award you won? What was the title? So I won for Children's Album of the Year. Wow. Yeah. That is so awesome. So it was, it was really awesome. It was, it was one of those things that was like a long time dream come true that, you know, and the, and the busy busyness of just living life and being focused on what to do. It was kind of a dream that honestly, I didn't care about anymore, you know, and yeah. just had pushed yeah. to the side of just like, eh, this isn't as much in the cards with what I'm doing. Yeah. So it's one of those, like, after I won, you kind of realize how much I had buried that down and yet yeah. how much it was such a gift from God to just get, you know, I, I feel like he gave that to me for me, <laughs> yeah, yeah. if that makes any sense. And so yeah. it was really special. That is so awesome. And it's the result yeah. of years and years of just working that field, like really just, uh, yeah you know, working in children's content. How long have you been doing that exactly? Yeah. So, well, this fall will be my 25th anniversary of making music and wow. making music as an independent artist. Um, I've been involved in church worship world a lot of years, even before that and in the middle of that. And I have been focused on kids and families since 2008 was kind of my official launch point into that. I, I kind of started getting my toe wet some years before yeah. that, but started 2008, I knew God was shining the light on that path and saying that's where he wanted me to focus with my music. So it's been fun. Time time does fly when you're having fun. What kind so, of music were you doing from 2000 to 2008? Just kind of traditional CCM. Yeah. So just the norm, the normal artist CCM yeah. music. So I came back and forth to Nashville writing songs and had some songs cut by other artists and had a number one, you know, that I wrote 
another artist recorded Avalon at the time. And, and that was really fun and great stuff, but it just, I, I got really involved in leading worship and kind of ended up on staff at a church in Tulsa, Oklahoma for a couple of years, kind of in the middle there. Um, and it's just through that process is kind of yeah. where God started having me walk through some doors. I kind of, I told someone recently, it's kind of like it was a bunch of easy yeses in that moment. It, he, he was not letting me know yeah. kids and families was my focus, but it yeah. was just write a camp theme song here, you know, sing on this project yeah. for somebody there. Once in a while, blue moon, someone was like, Hey, come, will you come to a preteen event for me? And yeah. you know, like that wasn't what I did, but I just kind of walked through some opportunities when it wasn't like a career <laughs> change and choice and path and got took enough of those steps that I kind of looked up and was like, Hmm, you're on to yeah. something, God. So let's go with it. Yeah. And you know, you never know unless you actually walk through the doors that are being presented. I've actually right now on this kick of trying to say yes to more things. You know, you hear about people all the time, like they say, like, yeah, we need to learn how to say no to ever, to more things, like to clear right, your schedule, say right. no, say no. And I'm actually trying to do the opposite where I'm trying to say yes to everything, <laughs> not to a burnout point, but say, if yeah. God is opening up opportunities, just say yes and just see what happens. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be a huge commitment, but like, you never know what is going to happen. And I, so for what, sure. well, first of all, I have a question. What was the name of the song that you wrote for Avalon? It's called, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Uh, so it was okay. a big like power ballad. Yeah. Uh, Janice sang it and it was number one for five weeks Wow, that's and awesome. uh, on AC radio and it's been on two of their greatest hits projects and the wow hits record, you know, back in the day for that. Yeah. So they, for Christian music, that song did everything that a song can do. So yeah. um, very, okay. I'm going to listen to that. Yeah. Pull it up. It's funny because I think Avalon has come up in conversation probably a handful of times this week alone. I'm not sure why, but right. well, they haven't, they just released a new record and they're like changing their name to like a worship focus and stuff. So okay. it's All kind right. of been a, a big week in their life. So maybe that's why you've heard yeah. it. So yeah, let's just quickly talk about just why did you make the change in 2008 to, to children's music? So what, why do you do children's mm -hmm. music? Why are you passionate about that? Yeah. Well, and I'll, I'll give a little backstory too. So I, I've grown up a preacher's kid. My dad has always done children's ministry and that has been what he did for a lot of years and is kind of considered to be a pioneer in that field. And so I grew up certainly around it with a whole lot of information and context as to what children's ministry is. I had always just known God put me on this earth to do music. And, you know, my path was focused on, okay, go to Nashville, do CCM, like do all of those yeah. things. Yeah. And, I, and I'll be honest, like it never crossed our minds as a family of, Hey, what if we took the children's ministry thing and the church thing and the music thing and mixed all that together? Yeah. Being on this side of the journey, you look back and you're just like, wow, God is like, so clever <laughs> and so brilliant because it's literally like he took all the elements of my life and just put them in a blender to, to say, this is what I want you to give, you know, yeah, to the, right. to the body of Christ. But like, honestly, we were, we were not that smart to sit around and go like, Hey, let's mix these things together. That would be really genius. But yeah. I think because of that, like 
I, musically, I, I approach the music as music, you know, I think, I think sometimes that's what goes a little bit awry for people. And when they're creating kids music and it ends up being like nails on a chalkboard mm-hmm. is they're just kind of dumbing everything down to just like, Oh, this is something for kids. And it comes out being a little bit more lame or whatever, but I'm still just trying to write a great song and still trying to make great music. I'm just being very intentional on who my audience is making sure the vocabulary is something that they can understand that they'll yeah. be grasped you know, uh, and, and just latch onto and all of that. And, and so, you know, I'm coming from this, I get what the church ministry side of things looks like. I get what the music side of things looks like and just finding a way to blend those things together. But I would say for me, I became passionate about it. Um, in those couple of years that I ended up on staff at the church in Oklahoma. I was overseeing kids worship, student ministry worship, young adult, helping lead adult worship. Like I had my hands in all the age groups. But I remember the day that I came across a, a verse in the Bible, Psalm 8, 1 and 2 in the message translation. And it says, God, brilliant Lord, yours is a household name. Nursing infants gurgle courses about you and toddlers shout the songs that uh, drown out enemy talk and silence atheist babble. Hmm. And it was one of those moments where you like, you read a scripture and you're kind of like, wow, did, did that just say what I think it said? You know, like that's some pretty heavy meaty stuff to think about a toddler who might've been throwing a tantrum five minutes before, right. you know, might have snot flinging out of their nose. Like, whatever the scenario might be like, but them opening up their mouth to say and sing out how great is our God or God is so good or, you know, my God is so big or whatever the song may be could make some of the people in my life that could have that atheist label attached to their name actually stop in their tracks and process if God is who we believe that he is. And it was just kind of one of those moments where it was like, Oh my gosh, you know, and I think, I think that was the starting of what all of these years since have, have been in my life and just realizing like, these aren't just songs. This is not just time filler. This isn't just something fun. We're pressing play on. This isn't just something we have to do as an element of church because that's what's expected to be in a church service. Like, Right. There is power in kids worship and power right. when they open up their mouth and they declare who God is. And so I just am, am in love with that. I'm passionate about it and just want to help, help, you know, families, help churches, help ministry leaders, pastors, worship leaders just understand like what is at stake here and the yeah. life of these kids that they get to, to lead. Yeah, it's important. I was, mm-hmm. when you were talking, I was just thinking about a story. I don't know where I heard this story, but it was a Billy Graham thing where someone came to Billy Graham and said something like, you know, my son is three years old and uh, when should I begin teaching the Bible to him? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Or having him memorize scripture. Is it too late? Or uh, <laughs> I just totally messed that up. But he was like, when should we start? Um, yeah. Is it too soon is what she said. 
And he said, it might be too late. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Because, and what he was saying is like, it's not really like too late, too late, but it's never too soon. And hiding the word in your heart at a young age is so important. My dad did that with me as a young kid. He was a pastor and he wrote scripture songs for kids. And I still remember constantly these songs. They pop into my head. I sing them now to my kids. And they're scriptures that have been with me since I was two or three years old. And um, I just always remember, what would you say is the most important thing a parent can do to disciple their kids Mm-hmm. In worship, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe not even worship, but well, just in Christ. Yeah. It, I, well, for me, I, I love music. I'm a huge believer in it. I I believe that there's power in music and, and there is a stickiness, you know, to the context of a song, a melody, a lyric mixed together. And, and I think part of it is for me, I, it's the same thing. I remember my own childhood. I can remember those early, like integrity, Hosanna worship cassettes that my mom played in our minivan, you know, driving around running errands, like all of those things. And, you know, to this day, I can be sitting in a church service. I can, you know, be in a programming meeting about some event. I can be in a conversation and someone says something, you know, unpacks a, a scripture or biblical principle that one of those songs was about. And in my mind, instantly, that song starts playing, you know, and I can start singing it to yeah, you now, right. even though in theory, I haven't listened to that song in over 30 yeah. years, you know, right. as far as like the recording of it, but it got planted down on, on the inside yeah. of me. And that's what I love and love, you know, it's, it's true, whether you're talking about a parent or you're talking about a church leader, like I kind of will tell church leaders, like what you do is not about Sunday. It's about their future. Um, Mm -hmm. What you're doing is planting stuff down deep on the inside of them. And it might be that something comes up at school and they need that this next week. It might be something they need when they're 16. You know, they Mm -hmm. might be married with a couple of kids going through a, a career change, a job change. A spouse could walk out like, you know, uh, their mom gets cancer, like whatever the story is, life happens. They're shaken. And when they need it most, I believe those songs filled with God's word come back to play. So I think, you know, being intentional about what you push play on is so important. And so every car ride, those are minutes. Mm -hmm. Those are times I know that you have that actually disciple your kids. That is so, so that's. A, mm-hmm. I feel that yeah. almost every morning when I drive my daughter to preschool, I actually maybe want to sit and listen to Coldplay or some sort of like maybe like yeah. CNBC radio or something. And I always think, you know what? This is like 10 minutes that mm-hmm. she's just, my daughter is just sitting there listening to whatever. Yeah. And I could indulge myself. <laughs> with the music that I want to listen to, or I could actually spend that 10 minutes giving her something that's really going to be useful in her life. For and- sure. I know I have, I have two boys an 11 and a five year old. And especially I feel like my youngest is just in one of those phases. We've had so many conversations just in the past week about song lyrics, mm-hmm. you know? And so we're listening to stuff and he, if he doesn't understand it, he's like, what does that mean? You know, like, like yeah. we were listening to the new Brandon Lake album, you know, as an example. And he was like, I don't understand what the devil meant for bad 
God meant for good. And like, he keeps yeah. circling back to it because he still is like trying to wrap his mind around it. I'm running out of ideas and ways to explain it to him actually. But it's just like, he he's hearing things and he picks up on it and he asks questions about it and it creates opportunity for us to talk about it and opportunity for me to disciple him or share stories or testimonies or whatever. And, you know, I've had parents through the years tell me about bedtime, you know, conversations they've had with one of their children, that same thing, you know, they questioned something that they heard in one of my songs. And, you know, as they're sitting there getting ready to go to bed, that child asks a question and that parents are able to have a conversation that they would have never had if it had not been for that song helping open their, their mind to this spiritual principle and idea. And so it's, it's like, I feel like it's one of those things that's like free, it's like free bonus parenting, you know, opportunities that you're really going to get all because of what you intentionally push play on. That's a good point. It is bonus parenting. I mean, it makes it just a lot easier. It helps start the conversations. Mm -hmm. It's doing a lot of the legwork for you. Uh, at least to start the process. Um, I think it's also fun too. Like I listen to these songs. I'm like, Hey, you know what? This is a kid's song, but actually I'm, I, uh, this is a truth that I need to hear (laughs) and be reminded of. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. That's the Um, thing. God's word is true no matter what age you are. And so it applies to all of us. So let's talk about church for a minute. And by the way, I know you, you wrote a, you wrote a book and I do want to talk about that. Let's talk about for a second church and kids Mm -hmm. going to church. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out right now, you know, we're going to a brand new church. It's like a hundred people. It's a very small church and they have a children's ministry, but they also Mm -hmm. have like the main church. And I've been leading worship there a few times and I'm trying to figure out, is there value at all in kids sitting in main church with the adults or is it really better for them to be in Sunday school the whole time? Yeah. Do you have any sort of like thoughts around that? Because I can kind of see it both ways. Yeah. I think I I don't, it's not like an easy answer. It's definitely not not. an easy one size fits all answer. And what my, my thoughts on it in the past have been, where can you have the biggest win in the life Mm. of that child? So And granted, most of the conversations I have about this subject are more so related to the worship aspect of it. And so, you know, I'll talk with a church and maybe their kids stay in the adult congregation for the worship time. And then once they're getting to a children's ministry, large group time, they're not even doing worship. Um, And, you know, and so where I've kind of pushed back on them is just like, well, what are those kids actually experiencing yeah. in the main adult congregation? Like are yeah. the adults worshiping? Mm-hmm. Cause we yeah. know that can very much vary from church to church. Um, yeah. You know, even in our country, like are, are those children actually being invited to take part in that time? Or are they just sitting in a chair with mom yeah. or dad's phone in their hand being yeah. occupied yeah. and like completely right. checked out of the moment, you know? Right. So it's like, right. for me, I'm like, well, if they're checked out and they're not engaged and they're not involved, that really doesn't feel like an incredible win yeah. in the course right. of the day versus them having been in a classroom where stuff was being presented to them in a way that makes sense for the age group of that 
child, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I think, you know, if, if they're, if they're with their parents and they're getting to get a taste and, and look around and go, wow, this is the church. And this is a group of people that love Jesus and are pouring out their affection and their adoration for the amazing things God has done through this time of worship, then it's like, sure, that could be a win, you know, for mm -hmm. them to see right. adults model that. Um, but if they're just kind of there. Yeah, yeah right. And they're they're really on a device or, you know, have yeah. something else in their hand that's occupying right. the brain power, then I'm kind of like, eh, I don't, I don't know if that was the best use of those minutes. Yeah. You know, if that makes sense. So that's all that to say, where can there be the biggest win? And that I feel like is the place they should be. That's such a good way to put it. Because, yeah, that is what I thought is like, you know, because it also depends on the quality of what's happening in the children's program. Because if it's just a babysitting thing where they're not actually doing any yeah. sort of curriculum, maybe they're not even singing songs. Maybe it's just literally babysitting and they're yeah. playing with toys. Yeah. Yeah. Then it might be better for her to be with us because then at least she's right. hearing worship. She's hearing a sermon that maybe she doesn't understand at all, but at least she's hearing something, you know. Right. So right. you have to almost determine. It to, yeah. I think that's such a good way to put it is what's the bigger win for yeah. them at that age and the content that's being presented. For um, sure. How do you think you can keep kids interested in church and worship as they get older? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I when think they're three, it, you can kind of just force it on them. <laughs> but what happens when they're nine? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's where it's like you, you mentioned before, it's so important that what's actually happening in those children's ministries is a taste of, you know, church. It's a yeah. taste of heaven. It's a taste of yeah. God's presence. And I think, I think for me, that's where a, a big part of my focus and, and passion is, is it's just like, through the things that we're doing and presenting, you know, through the yeah. song choices that we've made for this week, how are those songs helping kids experience God's presence? Yeah. Because I want to help them experience and get a taste for who he is, because I know God's word is true. And if they can taste and see that he is good, yeah. I believe they will hunger and thirst for more of him. More. And so I think it all comes down to making sure that what you're doing is presenting opportunities for kids to actually engage in a real relationship with Jesus right to grow in that, you know, to learn yeah. how to pray, to learn yeah. how to worship, um, all of those things that that's what they're going to have to fall back on when they're in college, you know, and yeah. when they're a middle-aged adult. And, and so, you know, being intentional to help just actually grow lifelong yeah. disciples and followers of Jesus Christ, that's the goal. And if yeah. your children's ministry isn't conducive to that happening, then it's just like you said, right. babysitting. Yeah. And that was my story as a kid growing up, going to Sunday school. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I loved it. And I loved it. And I've, mm -hmm. you know, my whole life I've been in church and I want more. And I, it just, I experienced that. And so it's funny because I feel like maybe kind of the crazy dad where sometimes like in the middle of church, like I'm walking back and I'm like, kind of like peeking into the children's room, not to see if my daughter's okay, not to see if she's crying or whatever, yeah. but I'm actually peeking in to see what content, like, what are they doing? Are they just right. sitting and playing with Legos? 
Or are they actually like maybe coloring something and learning about Noah? Mm-hmm. Are they mm-hmm. singing songs? And because that yeah. actually is way more important to me. Because I'm like, if they're not doing that, then I'm going to take her with me in, into the main service. Right. Um, we we changed churches a few years back and um, kind of, you know, one, one of the factors in that for us was my son, my oldest, who's now 11, was just starting to get older. And I was just starting to become more and more aware of, Okay, if I want him to have the things that are in me, a being that of what my experience was growing up versus what I felt like was happening, you know, in the church we were in. And and so as we, you know, we're making that shift and change, we were bringing him into those conversations that my husband and I were having and just asking him questions about what he was experiencing. And one of his comments was at the place we ended up, he was just like, I feel like they really want us to learn and like really grow, you know, and our relationship mm-hmm. with the Lord. And it was like, okay, well, if a eight-year-old, you know, if a nine-year-old yeah. can yeah. A, B, two classrooms and realize that one context yeah. was a group of adults that were really wanting him to yeah. expand his knowledge and his understanding of, of who God is, then, you know, that's, that's pretty telling. Yeah, totally. That's, <laughs> So it was a a factor in the decision. So I think a lot of parents want this for their kids, but the problem is finding it. And this is where I think you're going to be, you're going to for sure have some resources for us. Uh, I want you to talk a little bit about what you have, but also if there's other resources out there that you think you'd recommend. So let me just start this conversation by saying my daughter loves watching Peppa Pig, Daniel Tiger, Mm -hmm. Pinkalicious. And they're yeah. great, simple shows that are high quality and yeah. really engaging for kids. And I'm sitting there watching right. Peppa Pig and I'm like, where is the Peppa Pig of the Christian? Where's the Christian Peppa Pig? Like, how do I get my daughter yeah. on like a Christian Peppa Pig? And I grew up with like the Donut Man, um, mm-hmm. Veggie Tales a little bit. I was a little, I was getting a little old once yeah. Veggie Tales was really yeah. But what do you think? Right. Where, what are some resources that are positive Christian content for kids? Yeah. So, I mean, definitely um, there's a couple like subscription video things that are out there. So one is called Minnow, uh, M-I-N-N-O, and the other is called Yippee. Um, if some, some people might have access to Right Now Media, there's things on it as well. If your church has that available um, for you, even pure flicks. But I mean, those are, you know, some, some companies that are completely dedicated to Christian kids entertainment and distributing that to families and whatnot. So it's like definitely hop on there and find your jam and, and know that in all of those places, there's stuff that are on those that are geared for a younger child. There's things yeah. on that that are geared for a, an elementary child. And so, you know, you also have to like find, find your path for the age group that is, you know, your kid and, and know, like, don't force a preschool show on your fifth grader, you know, like that's not going to go well, but I would definitely recommend checking those things out. So let me, let me, let me ask a question. Mm -hmm. I actually just got Minnow maybe a week and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And I tried a lot of the shows on there. And if I'm being completely honest, the mm-hmm. quality of the shows just aren't like a Daniel Tiger. They're not like a Peppa Pig. Yeah. 
And I think my yeah. daughter can like sense that. Like she knows like that's kind of like some of the storylines are really boring. It's just the animation's bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, what in the world? Like, why are we doing like yeah, we need like really good Christian content. If anybody should be putting out like really, really amazing content, we should be yeah. doing it. And uh I now VeggieTales is probably the headliner on there. And your I think I saw your stuff on there. Was yeah. that on Minnow or My maybe it was on, on Right there. Now Media? Mm-hmm. You've got some cool like dance it's on party. Both. Yeah, little praise party music. Yeah. Right. And so and really and with what I do, I have I do two different types of music. So I do a series called Little Praise Party that I gear for younger age kids. So those songs yeah. are simpler, they're more um, active, they're more repetitive, like yeah. all the things. And so I have uh, the Little Praise Party videos that traditionally are like a cartoon version of me. Um, and then I also do music for elementary ages where like I'm, I'm really targeting trying to make sure like, okay, a fifth grader is going to be entertained by this and not find this like, you know, lame. And so that stuff is just kind of under Yancey and I have a whole lot of worship resources and stuff geared for, for that as well that churches can find or families can find in some of these places. And so, you know, even with that, it's like, okay, well, depending on the age group of your child, like make sure you're listening to the right Yancey, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. If it's true, Yancey yeah. little praise party, like, you know, I'm not confidently telling you your fifth grade grader is going to dig this. Like they, yeah, they might right. still enjoy some of the songs, but you know, the stuff that's just Yancey, um, that's the stuff that definitely it's like yeah. I'm making sure those older kids, your fourth grade, your fifth grade, like whatever that looks like, they're gonna they're gonna have fun. And you know, young kids, they're still easily entertained by it and enjoy yeah. it, but right. they're just not um a five-year-old's not my target with that music. Yeah. So definitely check those out. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of back to what you're saying. I I mean, budgets, it's one of those things, like yeah. That that is a huge factor, and and the they yeah, and, and two, I think, I think as well, it's just like Christian parents need to be more proactive of seeking out the faith based thing. Yeah, because yeah. in so many cases, you know, it might be someone that's very committed and goes to church on a regular basis, but they're just not always finding some of those faith based things that are out there and exposing their kids right. to it. And it's just like even if you just added in the numbers of all of those people, you know, that if they were partaking of this stuff that's getting created, you know, mm-hmm. the pie, the pie would get bigger. That then in return means more right. stuff could be created and made and accomplished with it. Right. But you're just, it's, it's kind of like me. It's like, I mean, I'm a niche of a niche of a niche of a niche. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, we need more people making quality content like yourself. Um, your music, my daughter listens to it all the time in our mm-hmm. in our car and we're driving to preschool. Uh, little Praise Party is her jam. Yeah, yeah, good. And, uh, so you just released a book, Sweet Sound, The Power Again. of Discipling Kids and Worship. You released it in November. So I guess it's been, what, seven months? Well, there it is. Yeah. So why did you, why did you want to write this book? Who's it for? Yeah. Well, I, I wrote the book for church leaders. Um, that, you know, this is kind of like the the time with so many church leaders that I wish I could, you know, go grab a cup of coffee and sit and just talk. And I feel like I, truth, truth be told, I have a lot more things planned, but this was certainly the first conversation that we had to have 
to kind of get everything out there. Um, you know, I have been, like I said, like focused on this kids worship space um, yeah. full time since 2008. And, you know, have known the whole time that really there was practically nothing that existed out there that a church could get their hands on to just equip a kids worship leader, you know, with training and information and, mm -hmm. you know, some how to's. And it was one of those things, like I knew that there wasn't really anything that was helping these churches accomplish it, but it was just a timing thing. You know, it's like you, you sometimes see a need, but it's all at the same time. God's like, not right now. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and so it's kind of one of those things, like I always knew like, well, yeah, it would be great to have, a book and great to have some videos and great, you know, to have all these things, but just, it wasn't the right time. And I think for me coming, walking through 2020, I, I remember crystal clear. It was like, as I lived life summer 2020, I knew God was asking me to write this book. And I knew that he was saying like, now's the time. And I want you to do this. And if I'm honest, like I was kind of like fighting God about it a little bit, just kind of like, well, God, like I, you know, I wasn't ever trying to be an author, you know, like I, yeah, I didn't yeah. study writing books the way that I studied writing songs and making music. And so as all good Bible characters do, you know, they have their excuses yeah. and all their reasons yeah. to tell God as to why they're not the person to do it. And so, you know, I was just giving God my, my yeah. thoughts back about it. And at the same time, I had a couple of people in my life that just kind of kept showing up like, saying the opposite of that. And so I kind of like closed out summer 2020, just being confident and knowing like, this is what God's asked me to do. And he's yeah. giving me time on a silver platter in this yeah. season of life yeah. to not have the excuse of saying, well, I've got all these shows, <laughs> you yeah. know, like yeah. I need to play to just sit down and write it. And so, I mean, for me, it it's the first like half of the book is really, a um, little more than half of the book is really just a lot of conversations, kind of theology of worship, theology of kids worship, me mm -hmm. pointing out scriptures and things that we can find in God's word to just back up and, and encourage leaders that this matters. Yeah. I think yeah. especially with that first half of the book, too, I I'm excited because although I wrote this book for church leaders, I know every individual that reads the book will personally be challenged and grow in their own knowledge and understanding of what worship is yeah. and yeah. why it matters in their life. Um, the last, you know, kind of half to third of the book is just like super duper practical stuff. So it's me talking about introducing new songs or building mm -hmm. worship sets or talking about motions um, and related yeah. to kids worship or talking about preschool worship specifically, um, how to partner with families and just a lot of different topical things that are just overflowing with practical stuff that yeah. you can start plugging things into your ministry just to see yeah. it flourish. But, but yeah, I mean, it's exciting. It's just, it's one of those things I, I, I always say, I knew from the time I was single digits, God put me on this earth to do music and feel just as confident that God asked me 
into this writing process of the book, Sweet Sound, The Power of Discipling Kids and Worship. And so it's been so fun just hearing testimonies from people that are reading it. Yeah. I recorded an audiobook uh, version as well that I think is a pretty special experience because I'm reading it. And yeah, that's cool. I, yeah, I get emotional at times and, you know, it's yeah. all the things. And so just hearing, hearing from people that they're loving yeah. it, that it's an easy read, you know, that they can't, couldn't put it down, like all the things that it's like, okay, those were, those were some of my worst fears, you know, going into the book. And to hear you yeah. say that is just yeah. like, okay, thank you, God. So it's, it's been a fun, a fun experience so far. That's so great. So needed too. There's, there's people who are, you know, it's hard to find, I think, worship leaders for children's ministry. Mm-hmm. And then the people that you do find to lead worship for children's ministry are probably not that equipped as far as they right. maybe don't know how do you actually do this for kids. Right. They want to do it. You know, they have the heart, but maybe they don't have the tools. And right. that's exactly what you're providing. You know, whether it's the worship videos, like I can't even mm-hmm. probably tell you, I bet it's amazing the number of churches that are using your worship videos for their worship, you know, and maybe yeah. someone standing by the screen doing the motions and singing along. Right. I mean, that's huge. It's, it's massive. Absolutely. It's such an important tool. And then the book and then the music that's being played in cars as people are driving, you know, to soccer yeah. games and who knows where. Yeah. Um, I just think it's awesome what, what you're doing. So if people want to find all this stuff, they can go where? Yeah. So you can go to yanceyministries.com. Um, if you want to learn more about the book specifically, go to yanceyministries.com forward slash sweet sound. That'll take you directly to the book and information about it. Um, and you can go to yanceyministries.com slash ready, set, go to yeah. learn more about some of the little praise party music I have. And all of those places will lead you um, yeah. onto my site to tell you more things. But yeah, for sure. I, I think you know, my, my goals in music have greatly changed over the years. And for sure, yeah. the, the victory for me at this point in the life is just getting to be a small part of what so many different churches and ministries and families are doing in their week to week, you know, discipleship of their kids. And it's just one of those things that's like, okay, yeah. this set of heaven, like I won't fully be able to grasp what that looks like. Yeah. But it's really, really special when you just realize, you know, just the impact and, and again, just highlighting back to the the power that's in music. I had a girl message me on Instagram just a couple of weeks ago, and she's now like a college student when she was, when she was a preteen, she was a big fan, you know, and it's one of those people like sometimes people say they're big fans, but this girl really was a big, a big Yancey fan. And so she messaged me and she was like, I don't know if you remember me, but I'm actually at the Mayo Clinic. I'm about to have this procedure done. Um, I'm in college and this song of mine like came back to her remembrance, you know, as she's sitting there in that hospital. And she was just like, I just want to thank you for the impact in your life, you know, then and now, but it's just, it's one of those testimonies where you're like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, you know, your daughter might be three right now, but it's like these songs that you're playing on the way to preschool, she'll be going through something and it will come back. And, you know, it's always sweet, sweet reminders of just, this is why I do what I do. Yeah. And this is the impact that it makes. It has a huge kingdom impact. So for for the last like two minutes to wrap this up, I just, let's talk about 
other than your resources, which are all great, I'd be just curious to hear from you. Like, are there any other like music resources or shows yeah. that you really like of people who are doing uh, uh, content for kids that you just really mm -hmm. look up to? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm a fan of, from a music perspective, what orange kids music does, um, yeah. the, out of Atlanta, they've, they've as well, not cut a lot of corners when it comes to production and just of the things that are yeah. out there in kids. Like they've always yeah. written great songs for kids and had great production as well. So that's, you know, the other thing that I have relied on throughout the years, if it's not something that's my own, yeah. you know, if you want scripture music stuff, there's a lot of different things. There's jumpstart three. That's like super energetic and seeds yeah. family worship um, is a little bit more acoustic based. There was something called the risers. I don't know that they're still making stuff, but it was, you know, the songs that are out there are really awesome and fun with that. Yeah. Um, you know, Randall Good Game does something called Slugs and Bugs. And as a show, he made a TV show, um, the Slugs and Bugs TV show. It's through Right Now Media. And yeah. it's it's really awesome and it's fun. That would That's something you should look up for your little girl. Because it's okay. a mixture of live people and puppets, but like okay. really, really good puppets. Yeah. Mixed with some of his music. And it was it was one of those, when I watched the show, I was like, this exceeded yeah. my expectations of what I had for it. And I think that they're, they've made something really special. Okay. I'm going to look that up. Have you heard of yeah. the Wisman family? No. Or the Weissman family? I found them randomly on Apple music. I have no idea how old this album is, but my daughter loves it. I haven't. It's called my heart. Your home is the name of the album okay. by the Wisman family. Okay. W, w I S S M A N N. Wow. Yeah. Really sweet There's songs. There's a something called Listener Kids as well, where they've like gone in making remakes of like some Sunday school classic songs and stuff. Oh, and so yeah. some of those arrangements are really good um, as well. But did you grow up with th those Herbert? are probably some of my favorites? Did you grow up with yeah, Herbert so, or the Donut Man or? Yeah. So I, I mean, I was born in eighty. So salty. Salty, the yep. singing songbook yep. and Colby, the computer as well. Yeah. We're big fans of Colby. Donut Man yeah. um, and Gerbert. I, I was probably personally starting to get a little bit old for Gerbert, but like my sister loved Gerbert. She's four yeah. years younger than me. So she was totally a big fan. But yeah. Gerbert was so good. Did you ever see the movie The Kingdom Chums? I don't know. You'd it's not ringing a bell. Know. You'd have to YouTube this because it might bring back crazy memories for you. It was like okay. one movie that like I feel like every children's ministry showed at some point. The Kingdom what? Kingdom Chums. C-H-U-M-S. Okay. Very much kind of like uh, Adventures in Odyssey. Okay. But it's a movie about the Ten Commandments. I okay. saw it recently and I was like, oh my gosh, that brought back a million memories. I wow. think I watched it when I was like three or four. But... Anyways, I have, I love uh, talking with you about kids stuff. I'm like deep in it. Sure. I actually love it because it's fun because I get to show my daughter all these things that maybe I used to watch as a kid too. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And, you know, it might be kids content, but it's all content that also is, I think, good to be reminded of. It's true promises of God. And yeah. um, so I actually really enjoy listening to it and watching it all. And so yeah. I'm very thankful for what you're doing. You're helping Thank so many you. kids. 
And it is, it's planting seeds that's going to come back when they need it most. For sure. Really important. Yeah. So thanks for joining us, ENC. You bet. Thanks for having me. Yep. Hope to see you soon. All right, everybody. Great conversation with Yancey. Make sure you go check out all of her resources, yanceyministries.com. I think it was. If that's not it, just search Yancey Ministries. You'll find it. Apple Music, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you listen to stuff, just search Yancey and you're going to find all of her music. Uh, we're listening to it all the time with my daughter. And it's, it's awesome. So also, if you are a worship leader at your church, I would recommend, if you can, send this video to your children's ministry director or whoever's doing worship for your children's ministry. Because what we talked about here might be really helpful in resourcing uh, your children's ministry and the people leading that. So make sure you send this video to them uh, because Yancey has a ton of great content to actually fill that time on Sunday morning uh, for Sunday school. So I know that a lot of churches are just scrambling, trying to look for what do we actually do for that Sunday uh, Sunday school time. So make sure you check out Yancey's resources. Type down in the comments what's one thing that you're walking away from this interview with. What's one thing that uh, maybe piqued your interest, made you think. And uh, if you have not already, make sure you hit the subscribe button to be notified of future Loop Live events. As always, thanks so much for being a part of the community. We'll see you next time. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Matt. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, let us know what you thought. Write down in the comments, wherever you're listening, watching from, what you thought. Make sure you send us a message. Subscribe to our channel, YouTube, Facebook, and stay tuned for more from Lip Community.